Hello, and welcome to the latest installment in our HelpMyWebsiteSell.com Business Boosting Training Program Series. This is a series of training programs, teleseminars, webinars, and other type events that help you through various different methods increase your website conversions, simplify your website technology, and make more money now. Today's presentation is going to be on seven different ways to get more customers, fans, and followers from one single solitary piece of content. This is turning out to be a very popular topic based on the number of people who have registered for this call and the large number of people who are showing up on the webcast, and we're now getting some more people on the phone. This is really great. What's also very interesting, because I do pay attention to who signs up for the call, I find that very important to know, and so that I understand where our fans and followers are coming from. We do have people um, all over the world. We have people listening in the United Kingdom. We have people listening in Australia. I saw Italy. I saw the Netherlands. I saw Zimbabwe. That's just five different countries outside the United States, not to mention Canada. We do have several people dialing in or listening to the webcast who are in Canada as well. So this is an international call. We're going global here. So without further ado, I'd like to do one quick piece of housekeeping. For those of you who are on the live call, please check your email because you should have received an email that contains a link to www.mybusinessboost.com forward slash August 14 details. That's www.mybusinessboost.com forward slash August 14 details. And that is where you're going to download the action guide which we call the handout and the crib sheet for today's call. It kind of provides an outline of what we're going to discuss so that you can follow along as we cover the content. And for all those ahas and rider downers that you pick up as you hear what we have to say to you today, you can jot those down so you don't miss them. Also, you're not going to miss a thing, so don't worry about having to write down every single piece of item. Don't worry about frantically taking notes because if you pre-registered for the call, you do get a replay. It will be available for a limited time, so make sure when you get the email saying it's available, you download it, but you will get a replay so that you'll never miss anything. So with that, I'd like to introduce our featured guest expert, Lainey Cattell, founder of Magiscript. Lainey works with numerous coaches, trainers, and speakers who want to easily create follow-on products from transcripts. In other words, multi-purpose your content. When you have high-quality transcripts, you can repurpose them for blog posts, articles, ebooks, advice and great ideas, an e-course, a special report, your information product. Basically, all you need are transcripts that are ready to go. And that's what we're going to cover today is getting content together that generates a transcript that's ready to go. Because I see many people, they do teleseminars, they do webinars, they do live events, they do other types of issues and things. And they have it transcribed and it comes out all discombobulated and basically a bunch of mush. You can repurpose it to save your life because you can't even follow it. And what we're going to cover in, in this call today, a big piece of it, is how you structure the content you create in the first place so that you have product-ready transcripts, complete and ready for delivery, sale, or repurposing with little or no added work for you or anyone else on your team. Now, to learn how Laney can help you accomplish these things, Visit www.magiscript.com. That's www.magiscript.com. So, Lainey, welcome aboard. Hi, Adam. How are you? Oh, I couldn't be better if you paid me a million dollars. How about yourself? Awesome. All I'm right. Well, thank you. Very good. Very good. We've had uh, several more people just rush in on the webcast, which is, uh, which is awesome. So we're getting one heck of a great audience here. So if you're ready, I'd like to start with a bang here. All right. Let's go. Okay, uh, this was not in the original set of questions that we were going to ask, but I mm -hmm. think this is really an even more burning question than what I came up with originally and what came up in some of the original questions. But just this morning, Bianca in Baltimore, who has attended a few of our calls, so welcome back, Bianca, uh, asked, if you've never done a teleseminar or a teleseminar or a webinar or any type of event before where you could be recorded, where you could be transcribed, how do you get started? You know, I get that question a lot, and this is actually a solution that I gave myself when I made a free report before I started doing interviews. And what you do is you pick up your smartphone 
or you call Audacity or Audio Acrobat, you have in front of you an outline of key points that you want to talk about, and you just simply talk out the points. Then sure. you give it to the transcriptionist and have it transcribed, and then you can do what we're going to talk about on the call from that, and that's your starting piece right there. You actually don't need to do a teleseminar or a live workshop. So if you're just starting out, that's, that's the way to go. So in other words, you kind of interview yourself. Exactly. What I would suggest is just take a piece of paper and just write bullet points. Everything that you want to talk about or touch on, get on the phone, record yourself, and just go down all the key points and talk about them. And it doesn't need to be perfect because nobody's going to hear it except for you and the transcriptionist. And if you do want a quality recording, if you've never spoken before and you, your recording doesn't have to be perfect, if you keep saying, um, or if you have to go back and it's not all there, all you need to do is just take the transcript, read it like a script once you get it back, and then record yourself to your liking. So you're going audio transcript, audio again. Sure, sure. I, see, I, I like that because there is a, a lesser amount of logistics involved. I personally tell people that the best way to get content, like if you're doing a teleseminar, you're doing this type of presentation, is to find a way to get yourself interviewed. But what you described works just fine as well. And it doesn't necessarily need to be an hour's worth of content either. You may be able to get it all out in 10 minutes. Sometimes when you're doing it in that fashion, you just kind of bang it out. So you get it out in about 10 or 15 minutes. And many transcription companies will allow you to pre-purchase the amount of time that you have with them. So as you come up with these 10-minute, 15-minute inspirations, you can get those transcribed on a rolling basis. So it's not like you have to plan for D-Day to do this, if I'm hearing it correctly. Oh, no, not at all. Mine only took me 20, 30 minutes. Um, and then, you know, of course, I transcribed it and just turned it into a special report. I mean, the whole thing just took a couple of hours. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sitting there going, who can I get to interview me? Where can I speak? You, you, you just do it yourself. That's a great way to get people started. So if you're listening on this call and you're saying, well, I've never done a teleseminar. I don't know where to start, but I need content right now. That's where you can start right now while you figure out where your first teleseminar is going to be or where, where your first webinar is going to be. So what seems to be on a lot of people's minds here are what are some of the biggest mistakes you see people make? Let's dive into this whole multi-purposing issue. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see people make when it comes to multi-purposing their content, other than, of course, failing to do so? Well, failing to do so is a big one. But, um, you know, it, it's multi-purposing, not one purpose or use it once. Um, and that really is the biggest mistake that I see people making is they're not actually using everything they have to the fullest. And you know, later I'm going to go through seven ways that you can actually you know, use your transcript to you know, boost your business. So I'm not going to get into it now. But you know, what I see a lot of coaches doing or trainers is they'll give a teleclass or they'll speak live and you know, they'll do a live workshop. And yes, they're smart enough to get it transcribed, but then what they do is they just provide the audio and provide the transcript and call it a product. And they're not editing out um, any technical difficulties. They're not, you know, editing out, um, you know, press two to dial in or you know, press this. And it's not very seamless. It's, it's a lot of wasted time for people who are listening to it. And then they get the transcript, and they don't look at it. They don't edit it. It's very choppy. And so, yes, they're multipurposing, but it's not really portraying them in the right light. And then aside from that, I mean, there are so many different ways that you can actually use that transcript. You, know, you said at the beginning of the call, you know, blog posts, newsletters, you know, tweets, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Sure. 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 I'm sorry. You basically no, 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 want, no. once you have all that, you want it to sound like, if you're going to use that audio and transcript again, you want it to sound like you made it especially for the person who is purchasing it, not that 
you just did this class and you're recycling it and selling it to them. That's great. That's great. I have received, I've actually purchased products of the $37 audio and ebook type variety, and I got the transcript of it, and it still had the little notes in the transcriber that said, like, because like, you know when you get a transcript back and when you generate transcripts yourself, you sometimes send them back and you say it at uh, 2 minutes and 15 seconds, this is inaudible. Some of that stuff is still in there, and I sometimes see the audios, and they don't have any of that stuff clipped out. Or if the audio had a time-sensitive offer that expired three years ago, they don't go back and edit that out. It's kind of pathetic what I see sometimes. I mean, even with some of my older recordings from 2010 and even 2011, when I had special offers in them for the legacy versions that I repurposed over and over again, I went back and clipped those sections out of the MP3s. And the beauty part is because I had the transcript of the original call, I knew exactly where to look to find that stuff to trim it out. And then I could go back and trim the transcript accordingly to create something that more closely resembles a training program or a product. Exactly. I mean, if you've done um, an online program in, say, 2008, you know, chances are by now the price has gone up. So if you're, if you're providing that audio and transcript and it says, you know, the price of this is $47, you know, go to this website to buy it now, but you're using it four years later and it's now $97, well, the people who buy it at $97 may feel a little cheated that they could have got it for 47 <laughs> So right. my advice is definitely take that out. Right, 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 right. Um, I have a recording that is still being used. It's a bonus in somebody else's monthly coaching program called Raise the Roof on Upsells. It's about upsell strategies. Basically, everything I said on that call back in 2009 still holds. I mean, there have been little adaptations in the market since then, but every strategy that I covered back in 2009 still holds. You can still use that to use upsells in your conversion funnel to increase the value of each customer. But that product or that, or that teleseminar was used to promote the launch of an e-book, which I retired over a year ago because of the way website development and internet marketing have evolved. The content of that ebook itself became completely irrelevant. But because I had that transcribed, I was able to go back and clip out everything about the ebook. So you just have a nice presentation on how to do upsells in your product launch formula and your conversion funnel and how you set up your shopping cart. So that's see it again, that's a really big mistake. And I think when you fail to structure your teleseminar, so you can't even remember, wh where did I pitch that product? Where did I make that offer? Where did I talk about the, the launch? Then it's going to be real hard for you to go back and make that into something that's truly multi-purposable. I see that as being one of the biggest mistakes. Mm -hmm. And it's overwhelming. So, so with that being said, what do you see, because you're on the side of the company that transcribes the content, so you get this from all these different marketers, and you probably – see a lot of things that they're doing that make you think, man, I wish they wouldn't do this. So yeah. what for you is the magic formula for planning and structuring the content of a teleseminar, a webinar, a telesummit, even a live event, so that it can be easily transcribed and then that transcription can be multi-purposed? And you don't have to go back and do a lot of editing, yes. Well, I'm going to start with um, you know, doing a live teleseminar where you have participants on the phone and you know, they're able to either put questions in the webcast or you know, press star 2 and ask questions. And you know, the way that I would structure that is you do, say, an hour of content where you, know, you have it all outlined, you don't exactly need a script, but you give 60 minutes of your content. Then you open up the line for questions. You tell people if you have a question, write it down, and I'll answer it at the end. And because a lot of times people will have a question, but you're just about to address that anyway. So that way you don't have to you know, go back and the audio and the transcript is seamless and, and not choppy. And I know that a lot of coaches and trainers, when they're holding these teleclasses, they don't like to mute the lines for that long. They want people to be able to feel like they're participating. But if you right. plan on restructuring and repurposing that, it's really the way to go because it makes it a lot easier you know, just to get the transcript back and copy-paste. Um, I'm actually working on a, um, a project right now where 
um, my client had given a live workshop. It was a three-day workshop that he had given. And you know, as a side note, he did this over two years ago. So um, he really should have gotten this transcribed right when it happened because he's, he's actually missing out on over two years of um, extra you know, clients and extra money. But um, he, he knew when he was giving that workshop that he was eventually going to have it transcribed and turned into a product and multi-purpose. So even though it was live, he says right on the video, somebody raises their hand. He says, please write down your questions. I'll be taking questions at the end. Or at the end of this module, I'll take your questions because I may, it may be something that I'll answer. That way, it's a clean video, it's a clean audio, and he can just go back and repurpose it into whatever he wants easily without having you know, to edit it out. Or when somebody asks a question, you kind of lose your train of thought and you have to go back and you're thinking to yourself, okay, where was I? And, and just do your content and then open it up for questions. Right. I, I like the way you say that, and if I could just extract one key point. You have to decide what type of call it's really going to be. A couple weeks ago, I was the moderator for a call that involved a number of financial advisors teaching them strategies for promoting landing pages that they have to grow their businesses. And the way the call ultimately evolved, it ended up with the lines completely unmuted the entire time because it quickly transformed itself into a Q&A session where they were asking the questions and I was answering them. That's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, there was no specific multi-purposing plan there. The idea was just quite simply to answer their questions and give them five strategies on how to promote their landing pages. It's content that I already had. I was just adapting it for the financial services industry. That's not hard to do. So I've already created that content. Right. I was just adapting it to them. But if you're creating it okay. for the first time, structure it's critical. When I do these business boosting training programs, whenever somebody signs up to attend, they're given the opportunity to submit their question. And when I have my guest expert and I'm preparing that expert, such as you, for instance, to be interviewed by me, I'll send you a list of pre-formulated questions, which is kind of what we're working through right now. I base those questions on a combination of what we already knew the call was going to be about as expressed in its landing page, as expressed in the emails we used to promote it, and what people asked on the call or in the Q&A. So we are addressing what people are specifically asking. We're doing it through the question format. So right now I have the lines muted, but there are still ways that people get through. Because first of all, we're structuring this call based on what people wanted to know in the first place because they told us so. And second, because if they go to the web page, they can see if they're listening to the live call, the Q&A box is still there. They could submit a question right now, and I can just simply go into my instant teleseminar control panel, and I can refresh my Q&A screen, I can see any new questions that come in in real time because it's instantaneous. Also, that's a very key point, which is offer something where they can enter in a Q&A box and they have a webcast option, because then you're going to get a lot more people on the phone. I mean, even looking at the attendance right now, because I can see in real time exactly how many people are on this call and what percentage of the people who registered attending live and all that other thing. And I can tell you that right now, for every person who's dialed in on the telephone, we have six people on the webcast. Those people, because they're in the webcast, they're not dialed in on the phone, so they can't speak anyway. So right. it doesn't really matter. Mute the line. Structure the call. I think, that's a, I think that's a key piece of the formula, which is it really has a lot to do with structure, how you allow audience participation. So if you were to just drop that in an outline real quick before we move on to the next point, uh, you know, what would be that magic formula, if you could just say that in quick bullet point format so everybody grabs it? Um. You know, just one other point I wanted to touch on too was you, you, when you're giving a call like this, you, you do have somewhat of an outline. I mean, we're talking freely, but you, you still want to have something in front of you. So if I'm, you know, if I'm giving a five-step formula um, to doing blank, then I need to clearly say step one is blank, step two is blank. You know, I've transcribed so many audios where people say I've got a five-step formula, and they go through it and I have no idea really where they are because they're jumping all around. But if, if they stop and say, let's move on to the next step, or step two is blank, then I can do step, you know, step number two, 
colon, whatever it is, and bold it. That way they can easily go back and find it where it is. But if I don't know where you are, I can't exactly do that for you. Or I have to guess, and I may not be right. So you know, I would say the magic formula is really making sure that you have an outline, that when you're on the call, you clearly identify where you are on that. And I know, Adam, you're very good at giving handouts for calls, and people can follow along with you very quickly. They know where you are, what page you're on, and you don't necessarily use it as a script, but you know, everybody knows what to expect and where you are. Mute the lines, or have people ask questions on the webcast. Open it up afterwards, that way you've got a clean recording and a clean transcript. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. So tying along with this, um, can you share with us five factors that you must clearly identify as part of a strategy for hosting and delivering the teleseminar or webinar? I mean, I know this may be somewhat similar to the formula, but I think it's somewhat different because now we're talking about what type of content is it going to be and how do you make sure you get that content out? Well, I mean, you could use it for you know, an array of things. I mean, you don't need to decide what it's what it's going to be um, before you actually, you know, before you actually give it. But and I know you'll have a lot to add to this too. But you know, from my end, uh, from the transcription side, um, you want good audio quality. Right. Um, that absolutely. That way, I mean, I've, I've gotten a lot of stuff from clients where the audio quality is just it's just not good, and they're going to have to re-record it. Anyway, if they're if they're planning on using that audio to sell later on, um, but if it's not a clear audio, I can't hear. I, I can't hear. So you want to use you know a good service, um, a trusted service like um, Instant Teleseminar you know, is a good one. Um, and also, you want to make sure that you don't have any background noise. So if you've got kids, you know you're having a call, have somebody watch them. Um, you know, go somewhere where there's no dogs. Um, don't do your interview in the mall at a coffee shop. Um, <laughs> make it make it somewhere where you know if you're talking and there's a lot of background noise, or there may be, then you know, just get out of that place and go somewhere else. Um, and then you know, the other question you want to ask yourself, and I know you have experience with this as well, is ask yourself: Do you really want to go live? <laughs> so. You know, especially if it's your first one, um, you want the option to go ahead and re-record it should you need to. Um, definitely call up, get some, get familiar with the system that you're using, with the number functions. Um, you know what you're going to press that's going to mute people, that's going to keep the lines open and be familiar with it. That way, you know, you're not dropping the call and, and losing people because you've got to dial back in and now everybody's dropped and each service is different. So you definitely want to get familiar with that. Um, time yourself ahead of time. So if you say right. it's going to be a 60-minute call, you want it to be 60 minutes, not two hours. You're going to lose people and then mm -hmm. they won't get that valuable, that, that valuable content. Um, and I've, you know, touched on um, providing an outline or handout. That way people know where you are on the call and you can see how much time is left and how many questions are left. And you know, I know you're very good at this. And um, I think you're the only person I work with who does that consistently every single time and gives me the handout <laughs> whenever you give me the audio. And I appreciate that. Great, great, great. Awesome, awesome. So, uh so here, so see, here's the thing. I've been told by a few folks that I may be somehow hindering my ability to convert my audience by providing some sort of handout or some sort of action blueprint or worksheet or something along those lines. But I feel that it makes my presentation that much more effective because I'm giving folks on the line the opportunity to sort of follow along. So you can see from the handouts what we plan to cover. You can see kind of where we are if you're trying to get a sense because sometimes, like if you're reading a book and you know that you're going to be reading a 50-page chapter, you may kind of like skip ahead to see how many pages you have left. It's kind of the same thing when you're listening to a 60-minute program. And I have watched statistics from a moderator point of view using the Instant Teleseminar Control Panel. If you have a 60-minute call, on the 61st minute, if you are still babbling on at the 61st minute, you're going to start dropping people like flies. 
Exactly. exactly. Because Plus, when you a lot of times they schedule their lunch hour to coincide with being on your call, or they schedule their dinner hour to coincide with being on your call, which means if you're called mm-hmm. at 6 o'clock, they probably told somebody else, I'll call you at 7, or I'll meet you at 7, or, yeah, let's do that strategy session at 7. So at 7 o'clock, they're hanging up on you. Exactly. And plus, you know, I, I think that if they have that handout, then they're more engaged. They, they're not sitting there on the phone, you know, walking around, and their mind is kind of going in and out. They have something to look at and be engaged, know what we're talking about. Right. Elaine, do I have you? Uh, you have me, yes. Okay, sorry, sorry. I thought I heard some static in the line. See, this is the, the type of thing that uh, when we do, when we, if we were to use this for a product, we would trim that piece out. Uh, I may not capture it for the immediate replay because I like to zip those around real quick, but just for those listening on the audience, that little moment of silence you heard right there, that's the type of thing that if you are properly multipurposing your content, you kind of remember to go back and delete. Like I just made a, a pen note to myself at approximately minute 27, to go back and look for a place where I thought Lainey had dropped off the line. So that's just another quick teaching point for you. Now, I have my own five factors to identify as part of a strategy for hosting and delivering a teleseminar or webinar. You covered it from a logistical and how you give quality content to your transcriber perspective. I have five from a website conversions perspective. So please take note of these real quickly. I'm going to state them kind of rapidly, and I'm not going to elaborate in great detail, but remember you do get a recording if you're on a live call so you will not miss these. Number one, be clear on who will most benefit from the call and why. With my business building training program series, I understand that not every call in that series is for everybody, and I understand that some folks may only have interest in one call or they may have interest in three of the five calls, and it all depends on who they are. The purpose of these calls is to capture material that my audience has requested that I deliver in all the areas that they've requested. Uh, and I do that by bringing on guest experts and doing focused programs. Not everything is for everybody, but I know every, for each call I launch, who's going to benefit and why they're going to benefit. What, second one, what value will you deliver? Explain that in one sentence. For this call, I can explain in one sentence that the value we're going to deliver is we're going to show you how to plan and structure the content you're having recorded so that the ultimate transcript is more effectively multi-purpose so you get much more value out of it. Number three, where will your conversion funnel lead them next? Uh, I'm going to give you guys a big news flash. There's going to be an offer made on this call, um, but we know where that is, and we've structured the content to lead that direction to help you understand the value before we even get there. Number four, what do you plan to get out of the transcript? In other words, what ways will be multipurposed? I already have an idea of the content that I plan to extract from this that I plan to use for future articles, and it will show up in a piece of literature that I'm likely to do at the beginning of 2013, so I'm already thinking ahead. And there's also a couple pieces of what we're covering today that we're going to include in an ebook for a product that we are going to launch most likely next month on how to post teleseminars. So I'm looking to get some of that information too. I know what I'm going to do with it. And then number five, which kind of ties along with this, how will you use the content? I'm going to use it in an ebook. I'm going to make blog posts. I'm going to use social media snippets. And once we run through this super intense period of the business boosting training programs, after we get all the main topics out, we may go back to maybe one or two a month. But the fact that I have so many recordings with landing pages already set up means I have topics I can promote whenever. I can tweet about them. I can status update about them. I can send emails about them. I can write them into autoresponder series. So I already know that there's some of the specific places I'm going to break out this content and going to use it. So on a related note, Lainey, can you share some examples of languaging techniques to make teleseminar content feel polished and useful and organized as opposed to being a bunch of babbling? Yes, and that's, you know, and that's really you know, where I come in. And you know, a lot of people will, you know, they get their, trans- their audio transcribed and then they get back a transcript that is not very good, and then they have to go and send it to an editor to extract everything out of there that doesn't need to be done, or they can do it themselves, but it takes hours. So what we try and do, and what we do do, is keep in mind that you are using 
this audio and transcript to repurpose into the blog post, into the tweets, into the books, into all that stuff. So there are a couple of points in this interview, for example, that I know that I know I'm not going to include in the transcript, such as, you know, when you said, Lainey, are you there? Well, that doesn't need to be there. When I give my offer at the end, that's not going to be there because that's time sensitive. Any ums, any ahs, those are coming out. We try to make it evergreen. If you you just gave five points, well, that's going to go into a bulleted list. All, you know, all of that stuff is going to be right there, just so that you can you can copy and paste and put that into your blog post or wherever wherever it's it's, it's going to go. Um, if you stutter, that's going to be you know fixed. If you say a sentence inside a sentence, that's going to be fixed so that you have two clear, concise sentences. Um, everything is going to flow. So you, what you want is a transcription company who does transcripts for content. Um, you don't want a verbatim transcript and a, a verbatim transcript. And before you even hire a transcription company, you should really get on the phone, speak to who's in charge, and see what it is that they do because they may not offer what you what you need. Some transcription companies are. Um, you know, they'll do boardroom meetings, or um, you know, they're more for more for corporate or more for um, you know court. You want a transcription company that understands exactly what you're going to be doing with that transcript, so that it's so very easy for you to turn around and do what you need to do with it, which is multi-purpose. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Okay. Uh, so what so what I wanted to just draw out is when I gave my five factors for um, what you need to identify as part of your strategy for hosting and delivering, I said this is one, this is two, this is three, this is four, this is five. And when you gave your five, you kind of did the same thing where you, if somebody is transcribing it and they're listening, they're going to be able to see that there's transitions between each of those five things. They can pull it out of the bullet point list or the short paragraphs or whatever, and they can put a subheader over it so that you can clearly pull that out. So by doing that, we've effectively created two blog posts right there. It, that's two right there. I mean, yeah. If you figure a blog post is what, Adam, 500 words about? And when you get a transcript, I mean, depending on how fast you talk, I mean, you're looking at 10,000 words. So... You know, assuming maybe you know 500 words, you've got at least you know, at least four, at least four that you can extract from that. Correct. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and that that's true. Many blog posts, many articles, really aren't that long and don't have to be that long. So if you're thinking carefully about how you state the content as you deliver it. You're doing a little bit of work in advance. I mean, it's, I mean, I know people who, when they host teleseminars, they just uh, they don't even do any transition. They just hit the button. They just start talking. They have no outline in front of them, no handouts, and they say, "Well, I'm better this way." Well, I haven't seen their content since, so tell me how that's better. I just really don't quite follow that. I have been in situations where I've been a moderator, I've been the interviewer on a teleseminar, and I and I, and I told them. When we are ready to start, we're going to do the thing where we pause for 10 seconds so we get a clean break in the recording and so that we have a, a, transi a, a transition and we capture the whole thing so we don't lose any. And they just at random just start talking and it's like, okay, you mean we're into this content now? You didn't even say hello. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. and another thing too for um, you know, touching on languaging is if you're going to be using this for um, – multi-purposing and you're going to sell it as a product or a book, um, just kind of be careful, you know, what you say as far as, um, you know, on this call we're going to, you know, maybe not for a teleseminar, but, you know, if you're giving, you know, say a six or eight week teleclass and you know that you're going to be repurposing it and making it a digital download product or even a physical product, um, then say in this program or in this program we're going to learn blank, or sure. you know, this is call number one in our eight-week series of calls. You know, I, I would say this is module one, or this is class one in our eight-series program. That way, when you get the transcript back, 
and you want to repurpose it that way, then you're not having to go back and you know change every time you say call to program. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. Absolutely. I'd like to uh, I'd like to take a, a question from the audience just here real quick. Um, this is from Diane in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, welcome to the call, Diane. And what she wants to know is what factors would you consider most when deciding on the time of the call, like time of day? Uh, based on your experience in your industry, where do you think that people tend to get the best results? Well, you know, it depends on where your audience is. And I would say that you know, for Adam and I, most of our audience is in the U.S. But yes, sure, you know, we do have people um, in the rest of the world. But for most people, in the U.S., it's going to be in the U.S. Um, I would try to make it in the early afternoon, like what we're doing now. Um, it's 12 o'clock when we started where Adam and I are. But in California, it's 9 o'clock, and that's enough time to get the kids to school and, you know, you're at home, you're relaxing. Um, I've seen a lot of people do uh, programs at 8 o'clock at night Eastern. Well, that's going to be 5 o'clock Pacific. And that's really not a good time for a lot of people. And I've actually you know, been part of masterminds and been part of programs myself where you know, the call will be uh, you know, 4 Pacific and, and 7 Eastern. And there are people that can't make it. They've got to listen to the replay. Um, just because they're, you know, getting their kids home from school, they're, you know, it's dinner time, um, you know, whatever they're doing. Most people are busy in the afternoon, so, um, you know, I would say that this is a really good time. Uh, 12 o'clock, we, we end at 1 and go eat lunch, even on Pacific time. It's right. a good time. People are, people's kids are off to school. They've had their breakfast. It's not lunchtime yet. They can sit down and relax. Their mind is sharp. <laughs> Right, 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 right. So so I think two questions, Diane, that you may want to consider asking when deciding when to do your teleseminar. And I know with the Business Boosting Series, we uh, do vary the times. Uh, we have uh, we do some at noon Eastern. We do some at 3 o'clock Eastern. Uh, I know we have one in September that we're actually going to do in the evening, but we decided to do it in the evening because with all these calls, we really asked ourselves two questions. Who's listening? And what are they doing? So you have to look at who is the target demographic or the target audience for that particular topic. So who are they and what are they doing? What are the patterns? How do they typically run their businesses? One of their peak times, one of their slow times, one of their absorbing times. You just have to look at that. And the answer is not going to be the same for every call. Uh, Variety is sometimes good because if you get in too much of a pattern, people stop noticing that you're doing anything, particularly if you're doing a lot of these. So, again, Diane, the answers yes. to those questions are, uh, you know, who's listening and what are they doing? That's how I would answer that. Um, now, moving along here, uh, we're about 40 minutes into the hour here, and we are really making some great progress here. So this is awesome. As you know, from being on my list, uh, Lainey, you've been on my list for a long time, and obviously everybody who's listening to the live call is on my list, and some of you are relatively new to us. Welcome aboard. And some of you have been here since we started Help My Website Sell back in August 2010. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, I generate a lot of content week in and week out, and so do most of my clients. Most of my clients are sending something to their list every day. Now, you indicated there were at least seven different ways to get more use out of a single piece of content. And we are talking this volume. That is important. What are they, and how do they help us connect with more prospects in a meaningful and systematic way? Okay, there's actually a heck of a lot more than seven, but these are the main seven that you want to focus on. Okay, number one is your social media updates. You can extract sentences or ahas or highlights from the transcript and just copy-paste into Hootsuite for, for your tweets, put them into your Facebook, wherever you're going. Um, with that one 60-minute transcript, you have, you, you have your social media updates for at least a month. You right. stretching them out that way. Um, number two is articles, and you know, whether that be newsletter content or um, something for article marketing or a blog post, you can pull your articles from there. Uh, and I know a lot of people actually hire people to hire writers 
to write their articles for them. Well, don't need to do that because you, you already have it there. Number three is videos. And Adam, you know YouTube is a, a very popular search engine. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's second to Google. Right, right. And now that Google yes. owns it, you could say that they are kind of like an evil empire that work together. Right. So you can actually take that article and give it to somebody who knows what they're doing as far as video is concerned and make a video out of it as well. That way people can find you on YouTube. And you know you don't even need to put the camera in front of you and use it as a script. Although if you want to do that, then you know that's a good script strategy as well, a good way to connect with your audience. But you know if you have the transcript, then you can just give it to whoever your video person is and say, I need this into a video, and it can be, it can be just words with some pictures and some nice transitions. And that way you're getting your videos. Um, you know, on YouTube as well, and it's another way to find prospective um, clients and customers. Okay, number four is um, your free report or, or opt-in and a bonus. So, I, mean, I don't know how many times I've heard on you know, different coaching calls that um, people say, I don't know what to offer for my opt-in, or gosh, I really need to put, um, you know, an opt-in box on my website, but I don't know what to offer. Well, there it is. You already have it. You've done an interview or you know spoken live. You get it transcribed. You put you know put a nice add a nice cover page, some some page numbers, some pictures. Um, if you want to, you can include the audio and um, just you know edit out I guess the person who interviewed you if you if, if you want to read it like a script. And there's your digital download right there through your free report. And you don't you don't have to stress about it anymore. Or um, you know, if you've got a second one and you, you don't you know, do two opt-ins, um, then it can be a bonus. So um, you are guest on a tele-summit and you're expected to um, give something. Well, that can be it right there. So you've got your uh, free report for your opt-in or your bonus for number four. Um, number five is copy and marketing materials. And what a lot of my clients will do is give the transcript to their copywriter who um, it, it, it'll make it easier for them to uh, write the copy because they've got all the information for the class in front of them. And then all they need to do is write some attention-grabbing headlines and, and there you go. And you've got your copy and you can actually even do this yourself and skip having to hire a copywriter. And then you have your marketing material for that. So, you know, if you've got five steps to um, blank, you can send out your postcard, and you can put step number one, flip the card over, register for this class to find out what steps four, five, what steps two, three, four, and five are. So you've got your copy and your marketing materials from the transcript. Um, number six is ebooks or print books. So you are probably not going to get an ebook from a 15-minute call, but once you have built up a library or you, you, you've spoken a lot, you've done a lot of keynote speeches, and most speakers you know, have more than one topic that they speak about. You have three, four, five. Record them. Get them transcribed. There's your ebook. There's your print book. You get it transcribed. You can either put them copy-paste, put them wherever you're in, into chapters, or just give it to a ghostwriter who can do it for you. And it will cost you a lot less money for a ghostwriter who already has this content and they're just structuring it in such a way so that, you know, putting it into chapters and um, just extracting and cutting and pasting, it's a lot less expensive than if you hire a ghostwriter to do it from scratch. And for you, if you do it yourself, it's a lot less time-consuming. And then number seven is um, digital or um, physical products. So if you've got your six, seven, eight-week course, you want to be able to sell it afterwards. You don't want to just do the course, give it to the people who signed up, and then be done with it. And that is a huge mistake that I see a lot of people doing is they'll, um, they'll sign you know, 20 people up for a six-week course. And then they'll say, as part of this course, you'll get the transcripts of each call. And that's it. They're done. And they're missing out on a boatload of money because they can actually take that 
um, and put it into a, a digital format, use the transcripts as um, you know their course outline, give the people who buy the digital product the handout, and then you have a product that you you know, put on your website for digital download and make money while you sleep. You've already done the work. And I've seen people turn these into physical products as well. I actually, um, you know, bought one a couple of months ago that one of my clients did. I knew she was turning it um, into a product. And when I got it, I was so impressed. It's a very thick binder. And what she did was she took the transcripts from a six-week course that it was on nutrition, on a six-week course that she did, and then she added um, pages for a journal where people can journal about, you know, what they're eating and how they feel and, you know, the changes they have in their bodies. And then she included the discs from all the classes. And then she even included um, you know, the handout and put them in order and then some recipes, which, you know, on the call she told everybody, you know, there are some recipes if you go into the members area. But she didn't go through the recipes, so they wouldn't have been on the transcript. But she actually included those in the digital product, and it was, I don't know, um, 100 at least pages of things. And I'm pretty sure she sold this product for $497. Now, imagine how much revenue she would have missed out on if she just gave that course to the people she gave the course to, and then that was it. So those are yeah. my seven. Those are my seven main ones. But um, I do have... Um, a free report that I did. It's uh, 60 ways to use a 60-minute transcript, and you know, I can't go through them all in the interest of time. But if anybody wants that, they can email me at info@magiscript.com and put in the headline "60 ways," and we'll email you back with that PDF and give you some more ideas on how you can use um, audios, videos, and transcripts in different ways. Outstanding, outstanding. I really could not critique that any better. That's an excellent seven steps right there, and I think it covers a lot of things very accurately. But there's one question that's on some people's minds here, and uh, let's go back to point number one out of the seven you just gave us. See, you have marketing gurus out there who often make fun of people on Facebook for quoting famous people and posting pictures of their food, and yes, I do it too. <laughs> I both do it, and I both do it, and I make fun of people for doing it. <laughs> Part of the reason people do this, though, is they just don't have anything else to say. Now, it's all well and good to have a transcript done and be able to pull out the writer downers and the aha moments and everything else that you can turn into social media snippets, such as Facebook status updates, LinkedIn status updates, tweets, what have you, um, that'll make our fans and followers feel like. We're reading their minds and answering their burning questions, but what would you need to do with the transcript, and how would you approach that to help pull those out? Because, again, what we're looking for is to have our followers on social media feel like we read their minds and are answering their burning questions they haven't even asked us yet. Hmm. Um, you just extract it from the transcript. Just give it to a VA. You can get this done really cheaply to um, – load them into your Hootsuite and go into you know, your Facebook fan page and run it through there. Um, I heard a tip actually a couple of weeks ago that um, I, I didn't even think of and it. it blew my mind how relevant it is. And that is that people are more likely to stop on Facebook and read something if it's a graphic. And they're more likely to um, pass if it's just text. So the tip was to take the sentence that you know, your aha, um, put it in quotes, put your name next to it, or you know, if you were interviewing me and I said it, you put my name, and put it on a graphic. And you will get more likes and more comments than you put it on a nice background. You'll get more likes and more comments than if you actually just took it and copied and pasted it onto your Facebook feed. Wow. For everybody who's stuck with us on the call thus far, uh, that's solid gold right there. Uh, many months ago, I did a, mon a Monday marketing moment on this. When we, we first started to see on Facebook this whole thing with people doing these graphics with quotes of famous people on them with funny pictures next to them, and I made the observation then that these are getting a lot of likes and a lot of comments because people tend to comprehend something that's more graphical, more visual in that sense. And then some very smart information marketers and marketing teachers, Adam Urbanski comes to mind, 
started doing basically what you just said, which is create these graphics and put your own quote on it with your own picture with your own name next to it. And I understand why that is. I wasn't even thinking of that for this call, though, but you really nailed it with that, I think. And as far as having that graphic created, we're not talking about something do you have to go like 18 rounds with a very high-level graphic designer on. You could probably find somebody on Fiverr.com to do like 10 of these for you. Uh, but I mean, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about experimenting with creating some lolcat pictures where I have a picture of a funny cat with a quote next to it in uh, this language called lolcat ease, which is the language that the lolcats speak. Uh, it basically misspells everything and it, and it says, I can have cheeseburger, that sort of thing. I've been thinking about doing that just to see what kind of reaction I get. I'm just looking for some funny cat pictures I can use. The challenge is, is that most funny cat pictures are Photoshop because cats don't actually smile, laugh, give you the finger or anything else. So it's uh, so I might have to engage a designer for that. But if I can find a real nice picture of a cat staring at a laptop, for instance, I can put funny things on the laptop screen, something along those lines, and you know, put a quote above it or something like that. I mean, for your own, you can just come up with some kind of design or some kind of basic image as long as you have the right to repurpose it or even your own picture and put that quote with your name next to it. I think that's brilliant. So you've, before, we, before we wrap up here, I do have one more question I wanted to ask, and you've kind of hinted at this. So if you could give us like the bullet point version of this so people can extract it and follow it as they implement this learning today, what resources, human resources and other resources, should folks leverage to create multipurposable content, and how do they come into play? Of course, a transcription company. Duh. Who else? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned uh, Fiverr.com. Um, you know, just give the transcript to somebody on Fiverr.com and have them pull out um, just sentences that you can use for your tweets and Facebook statuses, and even if you're using Google+, and roll them up into your Hootsuite, or have them roll them up into your Hootsuite. I mean, it's really as simple as just giving them the transcript and saying, go, here's what I want. And then we, you know, we were talking about um, you know, putting quotes on graphics. Hire somebody cheaply to do that. I mean, you, if you have a, a son or daughter who's 13, they can do it. Give them a couple of bucks. Um, you know, it, it's really that simple. It's um, giving it to a writer, giving a transcript to uh, somebody who can, um, you know, rewrite, repurpose, or say, look, here's a 15-page transcript. I want you to take out four different articles that I can use on my blog, or five different articles that I can use on my blog. And they don't—they're not really writing it. They're—they're they're just extracting and doing it that way. Right. Yes. And we need to do it yourself, but I mean, it's really, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing that it's just so easy to just give to anybody. If you have a son, a daughter, a niece, a nephew, or somebody on Fiverr, I mean, things like that are, 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 it's just so simple to find somebody who can do things like that. So you don't need to sit there and think, oh my gosh, I've, I've got to get my newsletter out this week and I don't know what to say. I don't have the content. Well, you have you have it already. You just you just got to go get it and extract it. And this is why everything we've covered in the call is so important about how you structure the content in the first place, how you plan to create content, so that once this transcript is generated later on, you can easily go back and refer to, it and you can pull out what you need. Uh, I mentioned in my Monday Marketing Moment yesterday that uh, we're planning to launch an information product here pretty shortly. It's a combination of an information product and sort of a push-button system that allows you to get up teleseminar landing pages pretty quickly. And I made a comment in my moment about how I have content from teleseminars that I hosted and had recorded two years ago. I mean, I'm not going to do those word for word, but because those teleseminars were structured and because I remember them, I already know that I'm going to go back to this transcript and somewhere in here I'm going to find this piece of content. Just having that familiarity Having that outline will stick with you. So when you plan to generate the content, rather than just generate the content and hope to make heads or tails of it later, you're going to get such a better result. And sometimes with all the writing and all the videoing I do, I get a little bit stumped. Like, what am I going to write this week? What am I going to say? And if I get really hamstrung on that, I can just think, oh, well, I can just 
go back to uh, transcripts on this topic. I think it's time I talk about this again because it's been a while. So I go in there, I find some piece of my brilliance or whatever, and I edit that into a blog post, and I'm rescued. Yes. And, I mean, you know, like I said, you've got, you know, quite a library, and you should never be, um, you know, at a loss for content. And you had said that you've got so many, you know, audio transcripts and videos that for you to make a product would be fairly simple. And you just got to do, you've just got to actually get yourself to do it, you know. Um, not not you as an adult, I mean you as an, in a general sense. But, um, you know, what I, what I see um, a lot of people doing is, you know, being on a mastermind call or at an event, and they go, "Well, I don't have a book yet. I really need to get. I really need to write a book." But I'm, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sitting here at the computer, and I just and I can't, I can't seem to, I just can't seem to make myself do it. I can't seem to, you know, to write it. I'm staring at the I'm staring at the screen, and you know, it takes people, you know, a year, two years to write a book, and that's sitting down at the computer, you know, working every night for a couple of hours, and it it, it doesn't have to be that hard. You just Get your transcripts together, copy paste structure, put it where it needs to go, and you're golden. One of my most popular coaching programs is sitting down with the entrepreneur and their web developer and doing a three-way call where we help them determine where the content that they're struggling so hard to come up with for this website that has to be on the website before it goes live already exists. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, and then this is a big piece of the exercise. We we ask. What teleseminars have you done? What presentations have you done? What have you already written? And we show them how to put this together, and then we give them an outline, and they extract it, and they do it, and they say, oh, my goodness, all that time I spent staring at the screen. Oh, I wish I'd come to you six months sooner. It's already there. You'd be surprised. What you need is already there. You already have it. Right, right, (laughs) right. You've got to grab it. Absolutely. So we have about uh, three minutes left here, and so many of our audience on the live call have hung out with us all the way till the end, and I thank you for doing so. I hope that there's some great information on this call that you're going to be able to turn around and use. And In fact, we've even had a couple people hop onto the webcast within the past few minutes, and just checking my – Checking my BlackBerry here, I've seen some people sign up for the call while we're doing it. That's just the funny thing about teleseminars sometimes, which is awesome. So welcome to the people who showed up in the past five minutes. Um, you'll get the replay, so you're not going to miss a thing. Lainey, how can you help our listeners develop a strong content multipurposing strategy? All you need to do is give me the audio, and I will give you something back that is easily repurposable, um, turnkey, ready to go. You can sell it. Don't need to do any extra work. Don't have to have anybody else on your team do the work. Um, with my company, you really do save a lot of mental energy and time. And um, you know, my company keeps in mind that you are using these to repurpose. Uh, I do not do verbatim transcripts, and you know, to be honest, I don't even think I'd be able to. I don't even think I know how. My brain right. is just not wired that way anymore. Um, but you know, if you go to www.magiscript.com, and I'm going to spell it out, um, it's M-A-G-I-S-C-R-I-P-T.com, or uh, Better Transcripts will get you there as well. <laughs> um, I do have um, you know, a shopping cart, and you can put in the code ADAM, A-D-A-M for ADAM, and you'll get 25% off um, your order until the end of the month. Um, but for the first five people who email me, I'm offering a 60-minute uh, transcript. Send me a 60-minute audio. We'll send you a transcript back free of charge. And so only for the first five people, and that's going to end today. So this won't be available tomorrow. All you need to do for that is email me at info at Put in the subject line, I want it. Send me the audio. You get your transcript back, and you'll see how easy it is to take that and you'll have multiple blog posts, tweets, um, you'll be well on your way to starting your ebook, your digital product. So if you've been you know, sitting on your hands, you've got audio that you need to get transcribed and you're not sure how to do it, well, after this call, you should have a pretty clear idea of where you go from there. Send me the audio to one of the first five people. We'll get you started. Awesome, awesome. And uh, that is Really cool. So, in essence, the first five people to take action by emailing you at info at who do it today 
are going to get 60 minutes of transcription for free. Did I hear that right? You're correct. Yes. And for Time to and take for action. Those, right, right. And for and for those who uh, maybe aren't ready to take action today, but you're ready to take action in a few days from now, there is a coupon code available, which is Adam. You know, very hard to remember. A D A M, where you can get 25% off your your next transcript. Uh, you have to do that by the end of the month, but that does give you a little bit of time if you're not ready to take action today. So if you want to look at doing your transcripts differently and start focusing on transcripts for content instead of transcripts to fill a void, I strongly encourage you to take us up on Laney's offer. So, right. And the way that the way that my company works is you can do pay as you go or you can buy a package. And when you buy a package, if you're not if you only have two hours now, you can buy a five-hour package, and the rest of your time will be available to you. It doesn't expire. So if you know that you're having an interview three months from now, then you can go ahead and use your time then. Great, great, awesome. Well, we are at the top of the hour here, and we are ending right on time. This is exactly 60 minutes, so I couldn't have planned this better if I had, uh, if I had structured it. So, Lainey, uh, I want to thank you very much for sharing with our audience today and for giving us all this great information. I know I've even learned a few things from it, and this is going to be so important when people are looking to leverage multi-purposing strategies to get more customers, fans, and followers. So, Lainey, on behalf of the entire Health by Website Cell community, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. And for everybody else on the call, thank you for joining us, and I'll chat with you soon. Have a great day now. See ya. Bye-bye.